Hey everybody, welcome back. Michelle and I joining you here on a sunny Sunday on Thanksgiving weekend 2020. Michelle. Hi. How are you? Good. So uh, I'm sure that there is, you know, a lot of different uh, mixed feelings going on out there right now, particularly during the pandemic in regards to your holiday and who you got to spend it with and who you didn't and how many people and just all of it. And it's been a pretty emotional time for everyone. I think uh, we feel pretty fortunate that we had a, a small clan here, you know, over the weekend that we got to really treasure time with and uh, be at peace of mind and uh, to just enjoy ourselves in this moment in time. So we feel pretty balanced and relaxed and ready to have some, you know, other kinds of conversations <laughs> around relationship and stuff that may not be so easy. But I think uh, we're one of the fortunate ones this, this weekend for sure. Yeah, we had a really nice little gathering. Heath's friends came down uh, with their two kids. My parents came over. Judy was here. We cooked lots of food, hung out, hit the beach. What do we eat? You want to fill us in on some of the yummies? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? It might sound boring, but we might as well paint a picture. We ate turkey, and I made a prime rib in the sous vide, which is my new favorite thing. Um, we had mashed potatoes, stuffing, sweet potatoes, green bean casserole, cranberry sauce, tons of desserts. Judy took, took over the desserts, ran off to the turkey. We split it all up. So it was definitely, um, easier on everybody. Last yeah. year I cooked a whole Thanksgiving, sure did, <laughs> which was a lot. Uh, so it was nice to have some help, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it was nice. And then we just got to all kind of hang around and play pool and watch movies and chill out just like everybody else, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this weekend's been very long. Yeah. Um, it, it felt like that way, didn't it? Yeah, like a really it's true been a long whole weekend. whole week. Yeah, totally. So, you know, we were we're going to, you know, kick off today's show a little round, you know, as a kind of a progression of our, our last show that we did together, really exploring the idea of mature love and, uh, you know, all of our experience that we, we flushed out of that, <laughs> you know, to realize that, you know, that's it's a worthy conversation to kind of like continue to explore as to what that looks like and what are some of the obstacles uh, that, that get in the way of, of mature love. And, you know, one of the things I really like uh, about talking with you, Michelle, in, in our personal life, you know, off the microphone, if you will, is just how well-read you are. And so I can be sitting around talking about all my theoretical stuff and my opinions or whatever. And often you're able to just, well, that's talked about in this book or that's talked about in this book. And so we were doing, you know, a little conversation prepping up for this over the last week of, you know, and I'm bringing theory and you're bringing some cool experiences from other people and books and literature. And one of them that it mentioned about relationship is that it's, you know, meant, you know, that if you're aiming for a healthy or mature relationship, it's, it's, you're aiming for it to be prolonged and joyful. Is that, is that correct? Did I say that right? Yeah. Prolonged and enjoyed. And pro- prolonged and enjoyed. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, that felt very summarized to me, yeah. you know, in a sense of, and then, you know, I, I was just looking, you know, as we were building out some of the Atum stuff and there was this uh, information that just uh, was sent over by the designer about, you know, how uh, some of the ancient Egyptian beliefs were that, you know, when you left this space, you got to go live permanently in the bliss of your best here. Right? Yeah. Like, the, like this was the place to prove that you could have, you know, your best life and then you got to have it for eternity. That's what eternity meant to them uh, was the experience you had here in its fullest fashion and form. And that's. That kind of gives you a reason to go for it here in this lifetime, I think. Yeah, well, I found that to be a little bit scary, that thing you sent over that the, the they looked at the afterlife as um, 
yeah, basically a mirror image of the life here. So <laughs> if like your life is ways. not so great and you're like, get me out of here. And then, yeah, yeah. trick yeah. <laughs> back in the same thing. Again. Yeah. Maybe worse or off. Right. Right. So, you know, it kind of, uh, you know, continually gives me the, um, you know, the passion and enjoyment and the commitment to kind of dig my heels in a little bit here and, and continue to explore, you know, the, the benefits of, you know, being in a joyful and mature and relationship. And, and what are, and as we talked about, kind of the, the most obvious thing, I think that everybody um, who's in, in, in any stage of that kind of relationship, if you will, of, you know, from complete dysfunction to a completely joyful relationship, right? That jealousy and trust still can find their way into it, no matter what range you're in. Right? Yeah. And that it's kind of universal, if you will. Yeah, I think trust is a huge, a huge thing in a lot of people's relationships. And you and I have had our share of struggles with trust. Um, so I guess that's, you know, it's relevant to talk about. Exactly um, right. I mean, that's why we're here, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we got to sit down and be raw and be ourselves and say, what are we working on? Right? Yeah. We can't assume anybody else can give a shit about what we're talking about <laughs> if it's not relevant. Right. So we well, we've already we proven. Well go where we're at, you know? Yeah, yeah. that we don't know much. So. <laughs> exactly. So what a great place for everybody to feel awesome about themselves and yeah, go carry on with our story there. So, yeah. yeah. I think um, trust is a good place to start. Probably for us, uh, yeah. And I just had a meltdown the other day of trust a little bit. You want to you know, give a backstory on that one? Yeah, you did, um, and and I've had some of my own, but um, yeah, just a weirdly kind of a minor one. Um, we were talking about um, actually, I don't even know how it how it happened. I I had had so when you and I just decided to start uh, to actually be in a committed monogamous relationship. Um, you know, we had both been seeing other people, you know, I was, I, my joke at work is always like, oh, we met this, we have this person we're working with and I'm always, is he single? You know, <laughs> like, and everyone's always trying to hook me up and introduce me to people and people are very bad at it, by the way. Everybody's, oh, I know a person. No, they don't. Um, so right in the very beginning of when we went to Costa Rica and we kind of decided, um, to give it a shot, it was very shortly after, like a week or two, um, I had a a guy that I knew through work ask me on a date. And I'm like, nobody ever, or, you know, express interest and kind of reach out like, is this okay? And would you be interested? And um, I immediately sort of just said yes. Um, kind of went autopilot. I did, yeah, autopilot, yeah. right? Because for one, nobody ever asks me out. Like, so I was just like, you know, I'm accustomed to saying yes. I told you before, I used to go on a lot of first dates. I think we should always lean towards, um, you know, seeing what's out there. And I went on not that many second dates, <laughs> but... I definitely am open to the first date. Yes, like Alyssa, you share that in common, right? You're I like, think so, yeah. And you, yeah, you know. and you just never know until you give somebody a shot. You know, I never had a long list of criteria that somebody had to be a certain height or a certain career or have a certain look. Um, Which is cool. Yeah, I was yeah. trying so, to be open-minded to, you know, surprise me. Let me see what you're all about. So, um, yeah, so I kind of just went on autopilot and I had a little, you know, texting with the guy and, um, you know, I, I shared it with some other people like my dad and somebody else. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, that's so fucked up. <laughs> like, didn't you just decide to, um, be in a 
committed relationship and I was like, well, yeah, but you know, I didn't really trust that we were going to continue living into what we agreed upon in Costa Rica. And it was, we hadn't been doing that for quite a while prior. So uh, I felt kind of justified in exploring my options. And then the guy kept trying to connect and I was like, I'm going to be at my boyfriend's house, (laughs) you know? So I was in this weird situation. So I really quickly came clean with him and just said, Hey, listen, you know, I'm, I just decided to give it a shot with this guy that, that I've been seeing and, and, you know, I shouldn't have been open and, uh, left it at that. And he was great and understanding and appreciated the, the response. And, and that was that. And then I guess at some point I told you about that, uh, yes. <laughs> which I don't even remember telling you about it. Yeah. Uh, cause I thought that might be better to just keep to myself. But, um, a couple weeks ago, I guess I was having, you were doing, I was here by myself. You were doing a thing with Judy, which was really sweet. Um, and then you had like these old movies on with your ex-wife and your kids and you were sharing all these stories with me. And I don't know, I was just having sort of a moment of my own jealousy, just in a kind of abstract way. And I had had a little, you know, texty thing with the guy and he was like, just checking in, like, are you still with the boyfriend? And this is like um, a year later, right? So yeah, they just came in, the text in. Yeah, the same and it's guy, a work thing. Right? So it's, it's work there was a legitimate and, reason yeah. to have the initial sure, conversation. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so in my kind of passive aggressive feeling a little jealous, I sort of just worked that into the conversation. Like I thought, oh, let me just remind him that there are still people out there <laughs> interested in me. And you know, it all sort of blew up in my face and you got really, you know, it turned into a really kind of big deal, um, which I didn't expect. And and it wasn't a big deal. You know, I haven't seen the guy, hung out with the guy. I don't have any intention of it. I was just sort of, you know, yeah, I needed to remind you that I have options. (laughs) And for me, it came out of nowhere. Right. And so then I just kind of went into my jealousy. Right. I mean, it was just like, I, I'm not even saying I'm justified in it or or I definitely didn't handle it well, but you know, but I definitely got jealous. It was a thing, and I we had, we don't really experience that a whole lot with each other. I don't think. No, right? not know? too much anymore. I really right. think we're, yeah. and that's kind of part of the conversation we're trying to have is choosing, you know, not to go down that road mm-hmm. and choosing not to to pick apart the other person's um, little minuscule behaviors or or you know, I'll see your you text a lot. You have a lot of things. I mean, I'm on my phone a lot scrolling around or doing whatever I'm doing. And yeah, there's a time when I can be, you know, your phone lights up and I'm kind of like looking over your shoulder or something. And yeah. It's still gratifying to be like when my phone, get, <laughs> I get a ring at like 1030 at night or it lights up and I'm just like, ah, I have nothing to worry about. You know? right. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, and I think this is natural, you know, I think it doesn't matter if you've been together uh, for a short term or if you've been together for a long time, you know, people, carry these kinds of behaviors and relationships out in their relationships sometimes always right? mm-hmm. I mean we, you can I can honestly say I know people who still to this day like to fight and make up and yeah and, and project jealousy as a way of you know uh, getting you know attention yeah right yes yeah, so and, and in my case I think that was probably it right like I mean I feel I feel you know foolish about uh, being jealous over it you know it, it triggered me you know I was honestly triggered mm-hmm. and uh, and we were in a whole bunch of other, you know, tensions of pandemic anyway. But at that moment, yeah, like, you know, for everything, I was blindsided, you know, which is, you know, didn't know where it was coming from. And since then we talked about, you know, why you'd be feeling that and why you would do that. And yeah. how it's like a, 
you know, like, you know, yeah, and you admitted up to it. I mean, that was, was so cool. I mean, and that's the powerful part is that like, you didn't leave me hanging. Like I'm just the shit show here and right. an asshole. I mean, you, you leveled up and admitted up to enough to kind of give it all air and take sure. ownership. So we both could kind of walk through it a little bit more gracefully. Yeah. I think that that was sort of the, the solution, um, was initially, you know, I don't even know that I realized what my, my motive was, you know, when I was mentioning it, Initially, um, you were initially you were just being super nice to me while I was being an asshole. I mean, that's kind of yeah, how it looked. I like. was trying I mean, to. You were literally just like, <laughs> okay, honey. Well, you know, you're obviously in a really shitty place and being a real asshole, and I'm just going to be really nice. And I was in it still while she yeah. was being really nice until she started to withdraw that niceness, and then I was kind of like, well, okay, what the fuck's going on? And right. it blew up, and we both got to walk through it and. And like I said, it's not the kind of person I want to be, you know. Um, and you know, as you said, you know, you know what your motive, you kind of got your motive, got to yeah, catch th- up on that. Sorry to interrupt that thought. But. No, I think it's just you know I didn't gaslight you and go crazy like, oh my god, how right. dare you exactly. care that I have I texted totally. someone, you know, a work thing like right. you're crazy and you're too jealous. I I kind of owned up and said, yeah, you know, I think maybe I was feeling a little insecure and maybe I was my motives were a little passive aggressive and I just wanted to, you know, throw that little jab in there. Um, so I think that really helped the situation and, and yeah, there were, there was quite a bit of other things going on. Um, you know, that didn't have to do with you and I that were a little stressful at that moment. So it it was edge in any way. I don't think we blew up just over a stupid text message. No, no, it was kind of all cumulative. Right, it mm-hmm. just happened to be that happened to be our scene. It was be the the straw that broke the camel's back or yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> Although you know, again, you know, maybe I gotta say, you know, through you know, through kind of breakdown comes breakthroughs. Again, it sounds so cliche, but I mean, for me at least, like I'm so much more out of the nervous body. Not just also because a lot of that other stuff, as we said, kind of moved itself on. But just even with you and I. You know, when you kind of look at yourself and laugh at that particular message of jealousy, knowing that that's all very innocent and mm-hmm. it was all very uh, typical, and there was nothing, you know, there's no, you know, I, that I I just picked that you had a motive. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the who it was or how it happened or right. whatever. It was like I picked up on the motive and like hypersensitivity, right? And, yeah. And that's what I went for, like a like a wolf, you know, like <laughs> a cornered wolf. And uh, thankfully we both calmed down and took our time and made time to walk through it. And from there, I think, you know, what has flushed out, you know, you know, in our conversations is there's kind of a radical acceptance uh, uh, in or just plain up acceptance, right, uh, that we have to kind of start to buy into about our relationship with another partner, mm-hmm. right, and that trust is, Really, it's, it's so often people say trust is earned, right? But I think you kind of choose it in a relationship and accept that you've made the right choice is kind of what we've been, what's been coming up for us, right? And that, you know, there's valid reasons to have jealousy issues, there's valid reasons to have trust issues. But again, once you make a choice to love somebody or to, to commit to a relationship, you I don't know that you can sit there and start to make certain that that person is worthy of your trust. Yeah, yeah, I think we've been talking about that a lot is trying to, Avoid the behaviors of, you know, teach me, you know, show me how I'm wrong. You know, let me kind of, you've got to prove yourself to me that I think what we've decided and most people probably already know this, (laughs) but is that, you know, the better option is to just choose to trust, choose to think the best, um, choose to 
assume that the person is um, in their integrity and is not doing anything shady and is not, you know, messing with your head and um, not try to be, you know, a lot, what I've done in the past is like, I love all these detective shows and I think I'm smart. And, you know, Gavin said it to me one time. He's like, oh, you'll find out, you know, like I fancy myself a detective. Like you're not going to pull one over on me. Like I will you know, figure out what's going on. I will read into this or read into that. And I, I'm not the type to say anything. Like I'm not the confrontational. Where were you? What are you doing? Like I've got too much pride for that, but I will definitely try to do my own covert research and uh, so it makes you so lethal in a relationship really, <laughs> and I don't learned, forget I've learned this exactly. so, yeah. I'm like, it's well, gonna make it easier for me to accept my own self too yeah like, I will yeah, yeah, uh, not no, gonna take that chance <laughs> actually you said actually you told me you know I, yeah, I exactly. don't usually forget so yeah, last November you mentioned this one time <laughs> right. at the party mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, um, but better I, get your story straight here with Michelle that's for sure yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll fact check it yep mm-hmm But yeah, so I think, you know, we're just kind of talking about and going over that the the better method is to not self-sabotage our relationship or is to not create some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy is to, you know, just assume the best and and maybe be naive and blindly um, go forward and then you know, then you get into the thing of, oh, I'm going to be the idiot who was the last to know and, and whatever. But I think what we've decided is I'd rather be the idiot that was the last to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It can summarize, you know, one of the points here in the show on that is that, you know, you know, if you will, that that's what we're choosing. I'd rather yeah. be the idiot. I mean, even though I say, you know, I don't want to be less than no, Michelle. <laughs> you know, you best tell me before you do. And it's like, yeah, okay, we can do it. We can offer each other all that, but we can't, you know, we don't know what that guarantee is for the other person. Yeah. Right? We can only guarantee our own part in it. And so I would rather to just choose, lean in, not be jealous, not be, you know, an asshole, you know, and, uh, and just not have all that nervous body in the relationship. We get along so good anyway. Yeah. Why not flow? Why not enjoy it? Right. If, if it is about prolonging it, and making it joyous, then there's not much room for, you know, doubting each other. Right. Often, and, and then wondering, you know, how and when that other person's going to hurt you mm-hmm. and try to get ahead of it. Right. I've said that in the past, how I can yuck my yum yeah. by trying to get ahead of it. Yeah. And I think we talked about that a little bit in relationship with trust is that when you have a, a backstory, you know, when, like we've talked about, we've overshared. Yes. We have, and we've wondered about, you know, taking inventory on how much of that is actually working in our favor. Versus how much of that is kind of <laughs> had at least my male psychotic mind go off on, but for no other reason than it's my male psychotic mind. You know, that thing, not to say you did anything ever wrong. It's just that as we get these stories and we make them up and we embellish them of our own yeah. making, right? Uh, we then we have to say, well, okay, I accept that person in entirety, but then you can have these moments of like, but. But they did. They did this yeah, and therefore don't this. Don't make it all about I'm, me. I, I'm, I don't, you have way more reason to do that with me. I'm not going to share your using, stories I'm on not, the air. I'm not but. sharing yours either. I'm just saying like we both, uh, both partners will always go in with, you know, if they did this in the past, may they do that to me or, right. you know, right. So that, that just to kind of bring out the but part of it. Is it the, there is no but as well, right? Like you kind of that's the acceptance part. Is you mm-hmm. know, be like that was then, this is now, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, by you know having your past experiences, you know, of any kind, or you know, uh, those should be valuable. You know, I'm not gonna say should, but I mean, I think that I found them to be more valuable, you know, over time in our relationship than to uh, withhold. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it's good that we have the information, that we have an understanding of each other and our past and our rights and our wrongs and what we have to offer and where we might be inclined to screw up. Um, but yeah, when you have the information, it's, it's definitely a little more difficult to put it out of your head. Sometimes. Yeah. My, I mean, my, you had to do that way more than me. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, gave, I, you know, I put you on a pedestal for that as, you know, I came in with a, you know, uh, some not so pretty backstory, you know, and <laughs> wasn't the catch of the day, let's say. Right. And so, you know, you had to kind of really make some clear choices, but that's the whole point is that now you have chosen, right. And I chose and, yeah. the, and even when we chose, we were kind of still like, is this real? And that's where, you know, this little thing went. And I, at that time I was going back and, you know, uh, closing things down, if you remember, and we had our little moments of mm-hmm. there too. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, but now that we've chosen, I think, you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense that we're each other's adversaries, right? We, right. We, we, we now have kind of realized that's, you know, you know, it makes sense that, you know, we, we do for each other and do for the other. Yeah. I think it, just, it definitely doesn't serve us to walk around trying to poke holes in the other person's story or, you know, figure out where the other person is going to wrong us. And all that's going to do is, is get in our, get in our own way um, to, for any chance of having a, a healthy, happy relationship. Um, and then, you know, we, we always, you know, want to kind of look up the opposite of that. So like, what's one of the stories that you can say that where it was like, there was a lot of jealousy in your relationship and it, and it didn't, you know, that it had a, you know, radical or, you know, kind of negative effect on the relationship in general. Well, not, had, not so subtle, so to speak. Yeah. I've had lots of those, um, <laughs> on my end and on the other person's end and, um, lots of, you know, dramatics, uh, with, with ex-boyfriends, um, the, you know, demanding, you know, the, just the validation of stories. I had Give an, us one. an ex-boyfriend yeah. who, you know, he was just super jealous. He was, you know, constant phone calls, you know, where are you? What are you doing? He would, you know, go on and make me, uh, take photos. Like we didn't live in the same town, so we'd be on the phone and this is pre- FaceTime. I think I had a Blackberry at the time and uh, he would make me, I mean, could you send photos on a Blackberry? Yeah, those little small ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he would make me like take a photo of your driveway right now to like show him that there was no other car in my driveway. Right. Um, That's like the extreme jealousy yeah. and possessive love oh my God. is the relationship. Right? And it was, yeah. it, it I mean, was, there's more to it, but it's yeah, all pervasive in it. It was just insulting. Um, and I didn't have the, the healthy and strong boundaries. You know, all I wanted to do was prove that I wasn't doing anything. So, so I would engage in it and I would send him the pictures and I would, and it was just never enough. Um, you know, we had a, we were living together and, I went out with a friend one afternoon, like middle of the day, uh, went driving around in his Ferrari. And um, I came home and my boyfriend was freaking out, you know, just, and he knew I was going and he knew the friend and everything. And he went on a like rage and started going through my dirty clothes and my pulling dirty underwear out of the laundry and accusing me of sleeping with other people and i'm like what you know and it was just it was insane yeah that's a good side of the spectrum right that's (laughs) that's part of that spectrum yeah yeah yeah. and that's just there's many more of those tales there's many more yeah Yeah. i had another ex-boyfriend who was uh you know would would steal my phones go through my phones um i think i had four or five phones thrown at the wall and broken i was always going back to the at&t store like someone broke my phone (laughs) 
Um, and you know, and, and, and I myself have been quite guilty of that too. And, and, you know, I've had multiple relationships where I had the other people's email passwords and, uh, could read their emails and, um, the, uh, you know, I, I found out quite a few things that, you know, I felt really guilty about after the fact, um, I had one ex-boyfriend who was, you know, we were off and on the, the phone breaking one. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and he and I were, were, you know, off and on and back together and this and that. And, and I found out in his email that he had been, um, kind of trying to connect with men on Craigslist mm-hmm. for some, you know, uh, yeah. Right, you know so what? he's a super jealous one of you, right. right? Like constantly got you under the magnifying glass, and all the while he's got you know his own story, yeah, you know, going on in the background, yeah. Right? And I, you it's know. even you know uh, maybe a little bit more off of, of you know spectrum of what you guys of, thought you were signing up for, but monogamous was, relationship yeah. with a heterosexual person, right? And so, and you know maybe that's some of the truth to you know the kind of the jealousy stuff and the trust stuff too, right? As we tug and war of it in different mm-hmm. parts of our relationships. I mean, some of us tumble into relationship for many different reasons, you know, whether it be just pure romantic chemistry, uh, you know, uh, business, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, we don't always like make this choice, you know, yeah. we kind of just, you know, we're in it, you know, and it's a circumstantial thing. Yeah. And then once you're there, you know, you're kind of like, like, you know, being in preschool, you're thrown into a you know, playground yeah. with a whole bunch of kids you don't know who are all raised in different ways. Well, now you're living with a man or a woman, you know, you know, they've been raised different ways and you're trying to figure and navigate all that. And in some cases, I think, you know, a lot of people are either having these trust issues and, and these jealousies because they're valid and they're both, you know, either doing something or one of them is. Sure. And so they're showing their ugly face, right? Uh, and others, I've heard that, you know, the other one person doesn't feel worthy of the other person, mm-hmm. right? You know, or there is worthiness issues on both parts. And so they kind of are sabotaging those relationships or fearful yeah, fear of, of those, intimacy. fear of intimacy, mm-hmm. right? And and um and so you know they're you know they're gonna get found out and not so much that they're doing something wrong with somebody else, but maybe other flaws of themselves or and so back into you can you kinda enter into relationship, it is, you know, it's gonna be vulnerable, right? It's gonna be an open book. But you know, a lot of times this is the I guess I wanna say the shield. We use jealousy and fighting and sure. you know, and all this storytelling and this drama. Yeah. You know, to kind of keep a safe distance from all this intimate shit. Right. You know. Um, would you say that, that there's some accuracy to that or that you've experienced some of that or seen that anywhere? Or am I just coming up with all that? I I think so. Um I think a lot of my crazy drama um on both sides was was sort of valid mm-hmm. um the you know they were relationships that were off and on we we were not maybe both committed to uh the greater good of the partnership you know everybody was sort of out for themselves in their own way um so while the feelings were valid the actions were not valid you know that me reading someone else's email and and knowing that information, you know, at the time I felt validated and I was felt like a front, you know, I was just, it was like, oh, how dare this person be, you know, telling me that we're, you know, in this relationship trying to work it out and yet they're trying to hook up with men on Craigslist on the side. Like I felt completely validated. And after the fact, now I'm horrified by my behavior like that you know whether or not I was in or out of the relationship 
that was not my information to know, right? That was somebody's, whatever they were going through, whatever they were doing. And, and it was absolutely not my information. And I feel really bad about doing it. Um, you know, and I, I, yeah, I used to think like, well, I'm best, you know, I deserve to know what I'm dealing with. And mm-hmm. so if I have to, you know, if you're dumb enough to give me your email password, then, you know, you should assume that I might use it at some point, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and that's really immature. Um, and I, I definitely going forward, like with you, I'm really trying to, you know, not engage in those behaviors and Mm -hmm. to just trust and take you at your word. And, Mm. you know, there've been times like right now in your office drawer, like there's letters from ex-girlfriends. And I went in there one day and I was look, I was legitimately just looking for a pen and I could just right there on top. And, you know, I get that complete feeling like that adrenaline rush in my, um, in my chest. And I'm like, and you, you weren't home. And, um, and it was kind of a relationship that I, that you hadn't really shared with me exactly, you know, what happened and that I was a little curious about and like, I haven't read them. They're still in the drawer, I think. And I, you know, I, but I went through that whole struggle of like, okay, he's not here. Like, you know, maybe I deserve the inside information of what I'm dealing with and what's in there. It looked like a long letter. That's <laughs> super big of you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I pray that I have the same willpower. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. But I did go. I had totally forgotten that those were in there, <laughs> right? you know, right? You know? Um, no, yeah. I absolutely haven't read them. And I, I did go back and look at the date and it was old and yeah. And I've forgotten about it and I think that's the healthier way. Right. Cause I don't need to know all the information. Yeah. I, there is kind of a, I mean, a moral ground of valuing each other's privacy. Yes. Right. Like, and I, and like you were saying before, like you're kind of, it's not just maturity. There's kind of a moral ground. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and I, and I, you know, I, you know, I want to value your privacy. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before of like, what's, what can we own of our own versus what is what we need to bring and be transparent in. And, and hopefully we're always being in our highest self in that. That's when we're going to feel more comfortable, right? Yeah. We're going to trust it and our gun's not going to be cluing in. You mm-hmm. know, we're trying to get it. So, but, you know, I mean, you know, you, you have a right to your privacy in your yeah. life and I have a right to mine. You know, 100%. that doesn't change in, in relationship. Right? No. And that's not a trust issue, right? That's, that's just a, a, you know, like an agreement of our, yeah. of how we want to honor the other person and, you know, and expect them to do the right thing if, if they're operating out of agreement. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And again, you could want to get your backstory. It doesn't make you less curious, right? Right. And, then, you know, and I've done it in the past. I, yeah. I've, I've read the letter uh-huh. in the past, I have right? Too. And and, uh, <laughs> and it wasn't information I probably should have had. Right. Know? And then I used it against the person, which uh-huh. was shitty of me to do, right? Especially long after the fact. And yeah. When, you know, again, was that, you know, asshole with, you know, I don't know what my motive was then, but it didn't, you know, it showed up as jealousy and, and, and lack of respect. And, sure. you know, it wasn't the right thing to do. It's yeah. a it's a power thing a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. It's just give me all the inside information so I know exactly what I'm dealing with, so I know how to better operate in this relationship and keep myself safe. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just that's kind of what we're talking about is the wrong. You know, if if I'm constantly trying to keep myself safe mm-hmm. and protected, then I think I'm in the wrong relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is I guess what we're kind of trying to come to yeah and i I can say for myself personally i mean i feel like i've gone through a tipping point here just even through this last round and being able to even talk about it throughout the 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 period of time here and whatever Mm -hmm. right like i'm you know like i'm i'm terribly trusting right now of you just to to be clear and it's enjoyable 
right? You right where I want you. <laughs> you do. You really have. You've, you've done the stopwatch and hypnotized me. Uh-huh. And so I am happy to be hypnotized. And, uh, and I'd like to stay in that place. Right. And, and, and also I, and not just like how it feels, you know, and, you know, and, um, and the love language of it all. Right. And, and the comfort of it that we all kind of seek in relationship, but it doesn't feel like it has anything to do with trust. Like I said, it feels like that, that can be a, that trust game can be, you know, a real puzzle that mm-hmm. you can, you know, pull out. And I think that's something you just come and check in with, you yeah. know, how am I trusting in this partner? How is this, how's it feeling? Right. But it's not a day to day or week to week or month to month. That's a given. And that, uh, and so not only that though, I like who I am. Like I want to laugh and at, you know, at little jabs and funny jokes, or I want to see you get <laughs> attention and go out and, you know, you know, we laugh, we, we can do that when I know you're going out to the construction site and you're the prettiest <laughs> girl on the construction site and nice little dress. I mean, no, the guys are going to whistle. And of course that doesn't bother me at all. I should be happy about that. And so more of that for me, please. Yeah. And that comes easier for me when I'm not picking you apart or picking apart any of the possible ways that that we could, you know, make wrong by this relationship. And uh, and you're not deserving of that. Like I said, it's insulting to, for somebody to do that to another person, especially when it's not merited. Yeah, it's very insulting when you're not doing anything. It's just, it's like, who do you think I am? Like, you really think I'm going to, you know, be hooking up with the guy in the bathroom at the grocery store or something, you know, it's just, yeah. It's and yeah. And you know, some guys, we think that, right. And I just right. want to make that clear. Like, we're just like, wait, no, I mean, that, that's the yeah. image. Yeah. No, some women too. And, uh, yeah. and yeah. you know, it's, it is, it's, you know, figuring out, we were talking about that too, figuring out that line of, you know, what is appropriate and what's not appropriate. And, and you know, it falls on, on us you know, it falls on me to make sure that you're comfortable, you know, and to not say that you should just blindly trust me in any given situation because how dare you think that I would do something? Um, you know, there are valid situations where it's like, no, I probably shouldn't put myself in that situation. Um, and, and you're right to be concerned. And Mm -hmm. so we try to limit those uh, in a reasonable way. Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, you can, yeah, go to the bachelor party with your buddies, but you know, you don't need to be hanging out at the strip club every night after hours or something and Spot be, on. you know, best friends texting all the strippers every day or yeah. so, you know, whatever it is. I yeah. know, just made up examples. There's all kinds of recipes for disaster that, you know, it's that you don't blind trust if, right. if the other person's doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not a fair ask. Right. So, yeah, but, you know, you said another thing. It's, it's you know, kind of our job to make the other person comfortable. And that was another thing you brought up in some of the reading you were doing is that, that that trust is also built in these little sliding doors. You, can you speak to that a little bit more? Just, it's not always the big things or it's trust can be yeah. also earned in these kinds of small well, gestures or what was that about? Yeah. I was just reading a bunch of stuff about how we build trust and that a lot of times we think it is these big, you know, infidelity things or cheating or I guess infidelity and cheating are the same thing, but um, it's the, you know, that we build trust on a day-to-day basis slowly. Um, The little moments where we choose to act in our partner's um, interest above our own self-interest or, you know, where we show that we're committed to the relationship um, rather than, you know, more committed to ourself and, you know, what, where can I win and where do you lose in you know, not that, but, um, how are we, you know, turning 
towards each other is the word they were using on a day-to-day basis. And I think the more that we do that in our day-to-day living, um, you know, the more trust we build. So the better foundation that we have, these little things that might be a little concerning are, are not such a big deal. When you've built a solid, stable relationship, it's like, yeah, no, go on a boy's weekend or um, a girl's weekend or yes, you can have a platonic friend of the other sex and it's not a big deal. But if we don't have that foundation, if we haven't built that, if I don't think that you're acting in my best interest or in our relationship's best interest, then those things could be completely, it could drive me crazy, you know? Um, so yeah, I think just remembering, you know, on the day to day to recognize Cause sometimes we forget that. I know I do that. I, you know, you do all these little things like buy me chocolate croissants or, you know, have my parents over for dinner or make sure we're stocked up in the house or put lights on my bike for me or do, you know, little thoughtful things or listen to me when I'm talking and being annoying and keeping you up at night or whatever they are that all those little things are building. They build trust over time. Um, so I think it's important to recognize them. That's awesome. I think that's uh, a great way to conclude the show, right? And I think that summarizes itself in a way of lean in, right? Like, I mean, I guess that's what we're saying overall, right? You lean, yeah. in, lean into the ugly we're doing on the show too, but you also lean into the, you know, when in doubt, you know, let's go the high road. Let's expect the best, right? And and you know, yeah. lean in more fearlessly. I don't know yeah. how else to say it. The, well, lean in, yeah, yeah lean in or what the, what's the word that they use? You know, love... Um, yeah, love fearlessly. Love no, fearlessly. or love recklessly. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And one of the terms, and when we were reading, when I was reading about, you know, how people define trust, uh, most of them were pretty. What I would expect, you know, integrity and reliability and those things. But one of the terms that I didn't really expect was generosity, mm. and that you know, when you do something, like I can be generous to assume that your motives are good, that Mm -hmm. even if you fall short, it may be because you didn't notice or you didn't realize or that, you know, I don't jump, I don't want to jump to assuming the worst about you. Um, And I think that just sets us up for a much better relationship. And I think if we're stuck in that, you know, always assuming the worst, always trying to find you know, to catch somebody in a lie or determine, you know, oh, you didn't do this or you didn't do that or, you know, what, find the bad motive. Um, and you covered that really well linearly, right? There was like kind of the first piece that was, you know, well, you got to be in a relationship that isn't causing all that madness, right? It isn't mm-hmm. justified, you know, yeah. jealousy and stuff, right? So let's assume that, you know, that that's kind of worked itself out, yeah. right? And now you're actually in a, a relationship where it's it's still new, right? And we're still conditioned by all these, you know, past experiences. Sure. But, and we're, you know, we're still uncovering. And so, um, you know, so you kind of covered that and well, now I know I can kind of, you know, lean in to take this high road, you know, and, and, and trust the relationship. And then when all the, when they start doing all those small for you things and those start adding up, it's almost like comfy pajamas. You start to now kind of fold into this kind of third phase that you're saying, right? Where it's like, 
it's easier to make these assumptions. You don't have yeah. to like make them every call or every moment. Right, like right. They, you know, you can still have the moments where you're like, well, is he and whatever is she, right? But most of the time, I'm finding right. That yeah. It's, it's much easier to assume that they're not. Yeah. And for me, at least, like my nervous system isn't going there uh, right. at all. Right. I can't speak for you, but it's and hopefully it gets easier. I hope that's exactly. what we're trying to do. Like I think that's we've what talked we're about that in do. the other shows. Is like these little things matter over and just, time. And reiterating that again here is that those little things are those little trust builders tools yeah. that allow for a lot of this other stuff to kind of get out of the way uh-huh. of, you know, prolonging a relationship and being happy in it. Yeah. I, th- I think it is a constant choosing right. to not, um, not constant. It's not like a daily struggle, but in those little moments, you know, when I'm like picking up your laundry and stuff falls out of your pockets, right? I mean, I could start like, go, what's this from? And where were you? And what were you doing when I wasn't here? And, you know, where are these receipts from? And those things cross my mind, but I sort of make a conscious decision to like, I don't want to go digging around there. Um, Because one, I don't, you know, I'm going to assume there's, I'm not going to find anything. And then if I do find something, it's not going to be probably something that, you know, information that, that I want to know and I don't, well, wait, that's not really what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you just went down the trust rabbit hole no, for a second. No, not at all. No, yeah. I, I, I have to yeah. assume that there isn't any information there and I don't want to live my life trying to figure it out. Yeah. Right. right. Like that is just a right. wasted effort. Yeah. It's pointless. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd rather be blindsided, you know, by the information. I mean, we both, understand we could both cheat on each other betray each other let each other down well I mean, and just we all to put, know it, put it in context right it's like i don't think we're crazy living that experience out ourselves but you know like michelle said she watches lots of detective shows right there's like <laughs> lots of this criminal investigation that's always the husband who kills the wife right so it's also in your nature right to yeah. be like spooked at, you know anything right and so it's also nature right to you know yeah, um, you know, I, mean, I mean, so just throwing that out there is, you know, it doesn't go away. You can, you know, no, continue to and be I, like, yeah, I just, I know. need to figure things out. I like knowing, you know, I like being right and being sometimes being validated, but I don't want to be thinking the worst and then be validated. Like right. that's, um, that's not what I'm going for. I'd rather think the best and then should the worst should something happen that I don't like, you know, I think it'll, it'll be a more pleasant relationship if I, you know, assume the best and then when it goes to shit, then at least you had a good shit. time while we exactly. lasted. Exactly. <laughs> and at least I didn't, you yeah. know, I didn't get in our way. I didn't yeah. create the self-fulfilling prophecy that you're right. going to hurt me. You're going to leave me. You're going to betray me. You're going to let me down. You know, it's just, it's like, praying for bad things to happen or, you know, worrying about things that I don't have any control over anyway. So I might as well give it, give it the best shot that I can and just, you know, relax, enjoy and, and assume everything is good. From your lips to God's ears, you heard it here first, people. That, you know, wish us luck, right? Wait for a year in. You've heard, you know, we you've need heard, it. You, you know, we need the luck. And so, yeah, I, I, I pray that we both uh, get to enjoy and reap the benefits of that. And uh, we don't have any, you know, reasons who have that kind of you know betrayal trust over time i think we're going to live into that and i feel confident of that and i'm enjoying it so but you know life happens and let's uh, right. let's see where we're at another year from now <laughs> <laughs> i love you thank you for being here all right all right we'll do this again next messages
Mix messages, 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 messages.